Welcome to She's Well Fed. This is the podcast for women longing for a liberated, empowered, and joyful relationship with their bodies. I'm Jessie, and I'm a certified intuitive eating counselor, a size-inclusive fitness specialist, and I'm a licensed mental health therapist. And most importantly, I am a woman who has done the work of finding peace in my body. While this podcast is not a substitute for mental health therapy, dietetics, or medical advice, I hope you'll find necessary and nourishing ingredients here so that you too can be well-fed. Welcome back. I had a really enlightening conversation recently with someone about the idea of blessings. She and I were talking about how most of the blessings we know of come from a space of spirituality, faith, or religion. And we both, without defining it, began talking about saying the blessing before dinner. She and I had begun talking about this because we were brainstorming together ways to engage in mindfulness and slowing down prior to eating. I asked her if she always said a blessing before meals or if it was only reserved for dinner with family. And we, re- we uncovered that she rarely ever said a blessing before a meal that she was eating on the go or a meal she was having on her own and never really did blessings exist for snacks. And this reminded me of how we digest the food we consume differently when we're stressed. And if I can offer you a new definition for stressed, I use the definition that stress is the feeling that occurs when a resource is being threatened. What's important about that definition is it doesn't matter if the resource is actually being threatened or not. It's the perception that a resource is being threatened that creates stress. So it doesn't even have to be a real threat for us to feel stress in response. And if we think about all the times that we have resources like our time or our peace, our freedom, threatened, and during which of those times we're actually trying to eat, you can see that it may be happening quite often that we're trying to consume something in a state of stress. Quite, quite literally, when we're experiencing this stress, our digestion is suppressed so that the body can reroute its resources to trigger our fight or flight responses. And so our beautiful nervous system shuts down digestion by slowing contractions of digestive muscles and decreasing secretions for digestion because all of our power is moving to fight or flee from that perceived threat. So knowing that, it is ideal if we can get our nervous system into a more neutral space when we eat. I mean, it's best if we can get it in a neutral state as often as possible, except when there's a real threat. So the parasympathetic functioning is where we want to be. This is where we can actually rest and digest. We move a little slower. We can see this modeled really beautifully in animals. When an animal is being pursued by a predator, they don't stop for a snack or munch on something. But often we feel pursued by the predators of deadlines or traffic um, or screaming kiddos, all while we're trying to eat. So something that you can try is to sit for a few seconds and look at your food. When you have a meal or a snack, sit down and just look first. 
Notice and observe any colors or textures. Notice if you can observe the temperature before touching the food. Can you see the temperature before you feel the temperature? Maybe you see steam rising from your soup or these ice crystals forming on the interior of your ice cream bowl. Lean in to capture the smell of your meal. You might even shift your plate or bowl so that the food in it is facing you in a more appealing way. I loved learning one time that at restaurants, especially fancier or high-end restaurants, servers are trained to make sure that the protein is facing the diner. In many ways, it's supposed to make the food appeal, I think, more, more beautifully. So I always think about that when I look at my meal. As a side note, I recommend if possible that we eat out of or off of actual plateware. I've noticed that for myself and my clients, that when we eat from disposable or like paper goods, paper plates, they can sometimes signal a temporary experience and often a hastened eating experience. Um, And obviously, of course, that's sometimes all we have access to or it makes the most sense or we're someone that hates to do dishes. That's all fine. Just notice if you feel different when you eat out of one um, type of dish or shape of dish as opposed to another. I think another thing that can help us to regulate before we eat could be taking time for a blessing before we eat. It could be a great start to helping us engage in that rest and digest system. But I want to say a note about your blessing if you choose to engage this. What you say in your blessing does and doesn't matter. It needs to work for you. And if it's important for you to disconnect blessing from spaces where you've experienced the word blessing before, that's okay too. Maybe you need to drop that word altogether. I give you full permission to even make up a word for this if you want. For many, this blessing may be a welcome time to thank your creator or divine figure for what you're about to consume. And for others, it may just be a general gratitude of the life we have and the access to food that we enjoy. Growing up, my dad would say the blessing before a meal, and it usually sounded something like, we thank you, Lord, for this food that has been set before us and for the hands that have prepared it. Please bless this food to nourish our bodies. Even reflecting on that now, I can remember so many family dinners sitting down and my dad preparing us for that with that grace and blessing, he'd say. And I do love that blessing and I come back to it often, but I have also shifted it a bit in the last several months. I now ask that my body be blessed to make nourishment of the food. I want to say that again. I now ask that my body be blessed to make nourishment out of the food. So my blessing sounds a bit more like this. Thank you for the food that we have access to, for the lives that gathered, grew, and provided it for us, and for the joy brought on by preparing, cooking, and sharing it. Thank you for our bodies and for your divine love. Please bless these miraculous bodies of ours to make nourishment out of this food. I'm going to read it one more time. 
in case it struck you the first time and you want to hear it again. Thank you for the food that we have access to, for the lives that gathered, grew, and provided it for us, and for the joy brought on by preparing, cooking, and sharing it. Thank you for our bodies and for your divine love. Please bless these miraculous bodies of ours to make nourishment out of this food. I think this could encourage a slower and more mindful pace to be fully present. And then as you have your meal or snack, as you're actually consuming it, consider throughout how you're enjoying your food. Or maybe you're not enjoying it all. And that's okay. We'll get into neutrality with food and joy with food or eating food to fuel when times um, require that. We'll get into all of that in future episodes. And you know, the idea of blessing our bodies can extend past mealtimes. I think often that sometimes the act of blessing can be a powerful extension of grace and acceptance and approval and forgiveness. When we bless something or bless someone, they go with our good grace, right? When we bless an endeavor, it goes with our wishes that it will do well, that it will succeed. And I can't think of a better thing to offer our bodies in this body journey. We can adopt that kind of blessing as a mantra or a phrase that we come back to often in this body acceptance journey we're on. I want to offer you an example of a body blessing that I wrote during 2020 that I share often with my clients. And this one comes with some body commitments. I'm going to say it slow. So if you want to pause for a moment and come into a space where maybe you'd like to sit with your eyes closed or find a space that's quiet and let me, um, let me offer this blessing for you over your body, you, you may do so. And you can uh, kind of note the time in this episode where I, where I say this body blessing if you want to return to it. I also encourage you, if you'd like to record something similar in your own voice and play it for yourself often. All right, so here goes. I am grateful for you, body. I am thankful for you, body. Thank you, body, for what you allow me to do. Thank you for how you hold my soul and my spirit. Thank you, body, for how you give my heart a home. Thank you, body, for how you give me bravery and space to live. Thank you for how you move me through time and space. I am sorry, body, for how I've treated you before. I am here to treat you differently now. I am not here to control you, body. I trust you, body. I love you, body. I know you will make good choices if I trust you. I commit to listening and hearing you, body. I will not try and overpower you, body. I will try to empower you. I will try and look at the gift you are. I will give you rest, body. I commit to let you rest. I commit to let you move. I commit to let you eat. I commit to listen when you tell me what you need and want. I commit to listen. 
I commit in this moment to end the war with you because body, you are not my enemy. You are the love of my life, the one still calm space that can never ever be escaped. I love you because you are my home. You are my safe space, my refuge. You provide me peace. I commit to you, body, to end this war, to find truce and to find peace with you. I commit to walk this journey with you because you are mine and I am yours. So if you love the idea of blessings like this, I have some recommended readings for you. Um, I highly encourage you to check out the book To Bless the Space Between Us by John O'Donohue. And also a recent find of mine is The Lives We Actually Have, 100 Blessings for Imperfect Days. And that's by Jessica Ritchie and Kate Bowler. Both are fantastic and are um, categorized by different occurrences or events or types of days. And there's a blessing written for them. And I just love that idea. So in closing, I have some questions for you to take with, to chew on, to, um, to process a bit. What if you allowed the blessing of the beginning of your meal to signal more than a ritual? You allowed it to cue you to mindfulness and to sensory grounding in your meal. Just what if? And the other question is, what might shift in your relationship with yourself if you regularly blessed that body of yours? Okay. I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the She's Well Fed podcast. I hope there was something here that was nourishing to you and that contributed to your well-being. If you're enjoying this podcast, I hope you'll consider sharing it with a friend or leaving me a review or a rating on the platform where you listen most. That allows this work to access more people. I also want to offer that there are resources available on my website, sheswellfed.com. And if you're interested in working with me personally, you can contact me there too. I provide coaching for women who are ready to ditch diet culture and embrace a joyful, empowered relationship with food, body, and movement. Here's to all of us women being well-fed. 